1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. Alongside, it still happens when the smoke doesn't go off, I'm still so anxious. Of when is it going to pop? At any moment. Ah, At, there we go. Jesus, there we it's going to get you. You know it's the coming for you eating. eventually. Good job, Kev. Alongside Forbes 30 Under thirty a.k.a. the second-best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim
0: Geddes. Let Tim host, Greg. It feels good to be back at this desk with you for a fairly normal, like, Semi-post-summer game fest, kind of funny games daily. We're still kind of in it, but like the real event is over. We're back home. We've covered all of the major showcases. The extended Xbox showcase is happening right now. And if news drops from that, I'm sure the chat will alert us. We'll talk about it. I'm very, very fingers crossed for some Hi-Fi Rush DLC. It feels like a walk. Yeah. But, you know. You know.
1: Yeah, of course, Xbox Showcase is something we love and respect around here and encourage people to go watch when they can. The problem with us live reacting to Xbox Showcase is they just talk the entire time, so it's not trailery. so you can't really like, get in there and have a conversation because you just be talking over hosts and developers talking at the same time. So historically, we do our thing and then either cover it, yeah, as it breaks a little bit on the show, or tomorrow we'll have a roundup for you. But yeah, uh, you know, I was trying to work on a tweet on the way to work today, and I just couldn't get one that I enjoyed. But it's just the idea that if there was any doubt that Summer Game Fest, SGF, is in fact the new E3, you can lay it to rest because I have no idea what weekday it is. I have no idea, Greg.
0: Like, this is... It's weird. You're right. I haven't had this feeling in years since the in-person E3s, probably since 2019, where it's like, it's Tuesday today? That makes absolutely no sense. I feel like any other day of the week, I'd believe more than it being a Tuesday right
1: now. Going home last night, I was like, well, now the weekend begins. And I was like, wait, no, I think it's Monday. I saw a tweet from WWE about Monday Night Raw, and I was like, oh, fuck, it's Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. And then I got in the car today, and I'm like, I feel like, oh, man, I'm so behind on Gregways. And I'm like, wait, no, I think I've only missed – one technically but it was a uh, friday was a travel day and this that and the end is tuesday and it's just like good lord yeah what a time to be alive what the, a time to be out here
0: the chat is popping off say that hi-fi rush something did just get announced no so. no,
1: there's i think what it was what, what the chat said is that hi-fi rush is confirmed to be there today Ooh, okay cool. so they are cool. confirmed to be there okay. of course uh tina formerly of ig and now of xbox is hosting it right now too and so people are popping off about great
0: running now. into her at summer game fest always good it, so, yeah always she's game she's so awesome her and the team over there are absolutely crushing it and i i'm It's just very cool to see the industry start to kind of like, I think, get it a little bit more. And look, we see examples of that not being the case. Um, But I I, I love that they do these extended things after the showcase to get those developer interviews that people do want, but they're not really best suited to be at the actual big showcase itself so to have another thing using the internet the way that the, they are having their youtube channels and all that stuff and having the right people kind of host and be involved in, in producing it all i think it's really really fantastic to
1: see i love it and it, yeah it's been a great move on xbox's part to give you the high high uh, high five i was gonna say mm-hmm. the high level pitches on all Let's this you stuff and then rush. dial in right now apparently it is cyberpunk they're doing a deep dive to show you why phantom liberty is important uh, of course maybe you know that because yesterday on the kind of funny games cast it's available right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and of course podcast services around the globe we did a live look at our games of sgf and we all came in with giant laundry lists of games we got through eight Eight got <laughs> from all five of us. We got through eight games that got there due time. Hey, here's we're actually going through and telling you a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, they got the you know the allotted amount of time we wanted to give them, and then we got to quick shout outs where he shoved games in and did a bunch of stuff. Of course, I talked a lot about Alan Wake, which I love from Remedy. You talked about uh, viewfinder uh, published by Thunderful Games, developed by Sad Owl Studios. Uh, but I want us to do it for the rest of the week here. At the top of this, we can talk about a game if there's one that didn't get to you. Tim, what SGF game did you not talk about that you'd like to talk about now? Just one, not forever, not for a long time, but just to keep the good vibes going.
0: You know I would want to talk about this forever but I'll keep it short and sweet for you Greg Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis oh. it's a game that was announced uh a, a while back I don't remember exactly where I think it might have been the uh the, one of the Final Fantasy 7 uh, anniversaries um, where this game is essentially it's a mobile game um you can also play it on an iPad you know like all those things go uh but it's a a remake of Final Fantasy 7 that's not Final Fantasy VII remake it is a authentic true we're just retelling the actual plot sure. story of the original game but they're also telling the story of the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, which includes Crisis Core and uh Church of Cerebus and um, whatever else is in there. I, I don't know if it includes Advent Children. It's Final Fantasy VII, Greg. It gets kind of complicated, okay? Yeah. But what's cool about it is the moment we saw it, it was like, ah, eh, mobile, I don't really care. And I was like, wait a minute. This sounds kind of cool. This looks kind of cool. I'm kind of into this. It is a very authentic remake from what we've seen of the original Final Fantasy VII. And I actually got to play the first chapter of it and i have maybe more questions now than i did going in and i already had a lot of questions of so what actually is the release structure of this game yeah. we have a beta coming out next week um i talked to some of the people there and i was like so wait, why is there need to be a beta for this type of game and they're like oh because you know they didn't really have an answer and i was like okay what's the the release strategy in terms of is it chapter based like is it the whole thing at once whatever and they're like oh uh, I was like, okay, that, uh, that's all kind of weird um, because what's there is really, really good. It's a one-to-one map layout. Um, all the original Final Fantasy VII maps are there. They look updated, though. They look different. They're not the exact same pre-rendered backgrounds we had before, but it does the similar thing that Seven did where there's the uh, chibi polygonal style yeah, characters that yeah, you are moving yeah, yeah. around the map, but then when you get into the battle system, uh, it looks a little bit higher res and nice, but the difference is here, instead of it just being like, oh, higher res meaning PS1, you actually see polygons, character model, yeah, character yeah. model. This is Final Fantasy VII remake status. Like, oh wow! This looks beautiful. Like it okay. looks great. Um, super hype, super epic. Particle effects everywhere. Uh, and then when you get into the, the the world map area and you're moving around, when there's dialogue and story beats, it's this like uh, almost Fire Emblem style, like hand drawn character art with like the words coming through of what they're saying. Um, and it was just a really, really great mobile adaptation of this game and i think it's going to be really valuable to people like you that want to get caught up with the final fantasy story um for rebirth um or that maybe don't want to dive fully into the original game but want to get the a lot of that experience sure the battle system is a twist on the original sevens uh, battle system it's active time battle but it is more mobile friendly where there's kind of a bar at the bottom of the screen and then there's like your different moves uh, require different amounts of bars. Um, super simple to understand. It feels very much like an um, old-school turn-based Final Fantasy, but okay. not even turn-based. It's active time battle. It's like it's active. It's it's cool, but it is kind of you just uh, waiting for bars to fill up and then hit the buttons and stuff. But I was very very impressed with what I saw. Getting through the Scorpion battle at the uh, the end of the demo that I yeah. played. It's like yeah, this this is it. Just why is it so confusing? And at some point, I was like, I just don't get it. Like, why is it confusing when it's single player? Like, well, it's not just single player. There's multiplayer. And I was like, okay, and I walked away. Come on, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But keep your eye on it. There's something here. I'm telling
1: you. I like that you bring up an iOS mobile game. Ooh, because that's what I'm going to talk about as well. I'm going to talk about the one, the only Monster Hunter Now uh antics, Monster Hunter game is you know I do enjoy a Monster Hunter since reviewing them on the PSP Monster Hunter World the Rise yada 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 uh, I popped over there and did that one because mainly like okay cool it's another Pokemon go right of course we've seen that with Hogwarts we've seen that with Ghostbusters we've seen a whole bunch of them come and go a Marvel one coming is there one? I do not know. Oh, yeah. I, oh. Less announced last year. oh, my gosh. What am I capturing? Am I capturing the heroes? Am I putting them in cages? Good question. Okay, great. Uh, this one, of course, you're going out. You're fighting the monsters. You're doing it. And it's, like, exactly kind of what you'd expect. But then they put a bunch of nice little twists on it. I think if somebody who used to play a lot of Pokemon Go. I know you play Pokemon Go now, right? Uh, you know, they have meet, meeting spots instead of Pokestops. Uh, there's in the different uh, sections, too, of, like, desert, swamp, grasslands, or whatever. But the deal here is that every day the sections change so they're building this that if you wanted to play at your house you could play at your house and still be it's not like you're never going to get to the desert unless you go across town or something like that i thought that was nice they're also of course this is a more active game it's not about capturing the monsters it is about fighting them hunting them right so you know you tap on the great jaguar you get in there to fight you tap anywhere on the screen to attack it with your weapon of choice and again they have the dual they have my dual blades they have you know sword and shield they have bow guns whatever you want to equip before you go in there you tap to attack, right, and then you have to use a swipe to dodge their attacks. Uh, it was—it's way more engaging than Pokemon Go. It's not like as engaging as Monster Hunter, obviously, because you're just tapping the screen and swiping and trying not to die. But what I thought was interesting about it, because it is more, oh man, I need to actually be in this moment. Whereas in Pokemon Go, you could walk and you know toss a ball pretty easily. They're doing this thing with paintballs. Do you remember paintballs from Monster Hunter? Did you ever use I never, those? I never played Monster in the old game. I mean, they're still around, but I was—you needed them in like the PSP game because you'd hit him with a paintball. That way, when the monster ran, you could still track them and see where they were going, right? Uh, and this one, it's really an interesting system of, you hit the, mon- you, if I'm walking with you and we're on the way to a, a demo for some other game and I'm playing and I see something I want, I can enter into the battle, throw the paintball on it, and then bounce. And then whenever I want to, wherever I am, I can then open up the app and go and fight that monster wherever oh, I am. Oh, that's really cool. So like you could go and oh. tag a bunch of different monsters that you're seeing in the real world and then fight later. As you're brawling, you're building up a special attack, uh it, i had fun with it again is this going to be something i play for 300 hours am i going to be obsessed like andrew Golfarb with pokemon go probably not but i i went in with very low expectations and i was like you know what I, i'm definitely going to download this i'm definitely going to tool around with it and see what happens but it had a good art style it, it played well uh, i'm down to try it's pretty it. sick man is that rothalos that might have been a Rathalos, yes. That is that how you say it? Is yes, that the name? Rathalos, you nailed it. Look know at you. You're a real fan. Okay, if we did it at slash you're wrong, let us know. Uh, we'll have that, and we'll tell you about that. Because first, we're going to tell you about the fact that Embracer Group is in deep trouble. Mm. Todd Howard is getting old, mm. and Starfield is 30 frames a second. We'll have all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you the nerdy video game news need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show by watching live over on twitch.tv slash Games, youtube.com slash Games, or writing in on kindoffunny.com slash kfgd with the questions, comments, concerns under the daily video game sun. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Keep us honest. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash Games and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. If you like what we do here, if you're new since we started doing all the SGF news and stuff, hey why don't you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny of course a couple bucks would get you each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free it would get you the ability to watch the podcast live as we record them one day early and of course ad free it could get you a bevy of bonus content that's right if you've never subscribed to us before for ten dollars you could get more than 250 exclusive episodes of content like kind of feudy greg way and everything else the next gen podcast i could go on only on patreon.com slash kinda funny. More than anything, though, it supports us, keeps us independent, and keeps the mics and lights on. Some housekeeping for you today. It has been a huge week. For YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services. The Xbox showcase and post show are up. The Ubisoft showcase and post show are up. The games cast all about SGF is up. And god damn it, so is the Capcom live reacts. If you want to see us go through a living god. fucking nightmare, it's all up on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and ad free on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Another housekeeping item for you it's that time again. Join Mike, Nick, James, and Elise for another 90s action movie watch along this Wednesday night night at 7 30 p.m they'll be watching the 1990 arnold schwarzenegger classic total recall jump on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at 7 30 p.m pacific time this wednesday to watch along with them tim you have something to say but before i was going to ad lib and i want you to know also today after this stream we're doing the damn thing we are streaming me unlocking myself in wwe 2k 23 that's right my manager card is in wwe 2k 23 23 my faction mode it is a limited time live event there are two days left and today will be the day we go and unlock greg miller to manage my faction team so cool greg Tim, what so, do you... What you you have not unlocked it yet. This is no, actually, I've been at SGF. This is wild. This, yeah, we're going go there. This is a big moment, everybody. A
0: huge moment for little Greggy. Uh, I, I was just going to say that in addition to us killing it on the game side of things, the kind of funny side is also popping off with a lot of really cool stuff. But there are two in reviews this week. Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast is already posted um, live right now in all the normal places. And then on Friday, our Flash in review. Oh, my God. That scared me way more than it should have, everybody. I want to let you know. I want to let you know. Uh, but yeah, Flash will be going up on Friday. So two in reviews, one already live, one coming out on Friday. Transformers Rise of the Beast, DCEU's The Flash. A little bit of Tim, I a little bit of Gray in your life.
1: Fucking wait. Yeah. Michael Goddamn Keaton in Gotta the DCEU, mm-hmm. in the Snyderverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see where it ends, Greg. We'll see where it I'm ends, excited. ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait. I'm very stoked. I'm winded too, of course. Uh, thank you to our <laughs> Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and of course, James Hastings. Today we're brought to you by Honey, Rocket Money, and thank you to Amazon Gaming and Summer Game Fest for partnering with us this showcase season. Go to Amazon.com summergamefest Summer all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was running, I was like, this ain't that hard. I should do this more. And then it's the aftermath of like, oh, I guess I'll hold my breath while I ran. That was a problem. Uh, Let's begin (laughs) the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. (laughs) Kevin, I need you to keep going for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Eight (laughs) items on the Roper Report. A Baker's Dozen. Kevin, thank you for that. That was helpful. I love you. Number one, ladies and gentlemen. Brace for Embracer layoffs. This is Nicole Carpenter over at Polygon. This is a long one, but an important one, and we're going to get into it. Swedish gaming conglomerate Embracer Group, which has been rapidly gobbling up game studios and popular IP over the past few years, will undergo a major restructuring that will require the publisher to close multiple studios and cancel several games. The news comes weeks after it reported that a deal worth $2 billion in income to the company had unexpectedly fallen through. CEO Lars Wingfors announced the restructure in an open letter alongside an investor webcast and a news release on Tuesday morning. He said the restructure is split into three phases and is expected to continue until March 2024. The nature of these phases is unclear and under the general guise of cost savings and consolidation to reduce debt below 10 billion Swedish krona, which equates roughly to 930. Hair in my mouth. million dollars. Still there. Matthew Karch, the now former Sabre Interactive CEO and current interim chief operating officer, said, however, that the first phase of cost saving will be, quote, unquote, immediate and noticeable. This means that an unknown number of Embracer Group's 17,000 staff will be laid off as part of the process. Neither WingFors nor Embracer Group have detailed when specific closures or layoffs will happen. Polygon has reached out to the publisher for more information. Quote, Embracer currently engages close to 17,000 people, and while that number will be lower by the end of the year, it is too early to give an exact forecast on this, Wing Force said in the letter. Karch said the studios to be closed are, quote-unquote, underperforming or not creating games, quote, up to our standard, end quote. Embracer Group said that the impacted projects have, quote, not yet been announced and have low projected returns on investment. Embracer Group owns the rights to both Tomb Raider and the Lord of the Rings. It acquired Tomb Raider when it purchased IDOS, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix in 2022. That year, Embracer Group brought, bought I'm sorry, the licensing rights to The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit by buying rights holder Middle-Earth Enterprises. Early this year, Embracer announced that it has five mystery Lord of the Rings games in development by external partners. Call them, too golem too the, Im- the implication of the news release is that any announced game is quote unquote safe from the restructuring plan or at least will not be canceled karch in the webcast added a caveat saying that the games canceled have quote for the most part and quote not been announced following the announcement crystal dynamics put out a statement on twitter to confirm neither its upcoming tomb raider game nor perfect dark will be impacted by the restructuring quote We know we need to be be exploiting Lord of the Rings in a very significant fashion and turn that into one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world, Karch said. And that's obviously something that we're going to do. That's going to... That's obviously something that we're going to do be doing. That's what it says. That's a much better use of resources than some of the other projects uh, that some of our teams have been working on. I'm going to stop you right there, Greg. That's a much better use of resources than some of the other projects that some of our teams have been working on. Let me repeat
0: this whole bit one more time, a third time, just so you can hear this, okay? Quote, we know we need to be exploiting Lord of the Rings in a very significant fashion and turn that into one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world. And that's obviously something we're going to do. That's a much better use of resources than some of the other projects that some of our teams have been working on. You can continue and we'll get back. To
1: we will that. get back. You want to highlight that for me while we get going? Uh, continuing on with this great article here from Nicole Embracer Group's two big acquisitions are not alone. The publisher also owns Saints Row Developer, I'm sorry, Publisher Deep Silver, and has spent the last few years consolidating the video game industry by buying up studios. Since 2020, Embracer Group has acquired or founded well over 50, 5-0 game studios and offices. It's part of a larger trend of seismic acquisitions and consolidations in the span of a few years that saw Grand Theft Auto publisher Take-Two Interactive buying mobile giant Zynga, Microsoft's planned acquisition of Activision Blizzard for a staggering $68.9 billion, and Sony's buyout of Destiny 2 developer Bungie. Embracer Group has also expanded into comics and tabletop games, buying Dark Horse Comics and Asmodee, respectively. It appears, however, that Embracer Group's rampant buying spree may have happened too fast. No. You, you think? And I'm not making fun of you, Nicole. But come, uh, call And now it's struggling to keep up with the responsibility and cost of its purchases. Embracer Group had a $2 billion mystery partnership planned to help bail it out on top of its $1 billion investment from Saudi Arabia's investment fund that fell through at the last minute. That news forced Embracer Group to lower its earnings projection down to a range of 655. I'm sorry, no, that's right. Eh, I don't like the wording here, but from 655 million to 840 million. In its recent earnings report in May, Embracer Group said the previous fiscal financial year, I should say, was challenging due to lackluster reception to notable releases and game delays, despite net sales being up 121 percent, roughly. $3.5 $3.5 billion. Another quote I want to put out there,
0: Greg, is the mystery partnership planned. Uh, Embracing Group had a $2 billion mystery partnership plan to help bail it out on top of its $1 billion investment from Saudi Arabia's investment. The fact that there's another one that's not Saudi Arabia that's a mystery, Like this cannot read shadier. In any way, shape, or form, let's go back to what we we both were mind blown by here, which is the exploiting Lord of the Rings, and specifically then the much better use of resources than some of the other projects that some of our teams have been working on. Everything being said here, there there could be facts like that's just that's business, that's reality, that's how things go. this is is not how you talk about people in this way, in this fashion, when you're doing PR about this news story. This is horrible.
1: yeah. Uh yeah, the we know we need to be exploiting Lord of the Rings in a very significant fashion. There can be a translation thing there, right? Absolutely. So I mean, like I think exploiting, uh, we, you understand they uh, we should be making a lot of fucking Lord of the Rings yes. games. Exploiting obviously to us, and I think in just general definition of the word is incredibly negative. So. Yeah, not a great word choice, but again, translation, you say something up there. It's not your first language or something like that effect. And not, they're not wrong. And I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like that. <laughs> and that's obviously something we're going to do. It's much better than you sources. I mean, like this is if you remember, I was on the games daily uh, the day all of this broke where we had We watched the Lars uh, interview uh, of him talking to the thing and he was all like beaten down and all this stuff. And And I, as I said, then I'm not trying to dance on their grave. I do not wish Embracer Group uh, uh, harm. I don't, I'm don't. i not anything like that. It's just, this has been the concern since this started. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things of, I it, I was starting to feel like I was the crazy one as they bought up all these studios. You know, they moved to, what was it? 17,000 17, people. They found or buy 50 studios. It's like, or, or offices. It's like, But you're putting out Spongebob remasters? Like, I don't know what what is going on here. Like, uh, how are you not THQing this right now? In the old THQ, which they were before they changed all their fucking names and stuff. Like, it's been mind-boggling to see them hurtling down this path. And again, not putting out the triple A banger thing. Like, you know, we're talking about Deep Silver Game, right? We're talking about Saints Row that underperformed. We're talking about a bunch of stuff that... Didn't, isn't hitting the way I have to imagine they thought it was, but I also can't imagine why they thought these games would hit this way to then do this. And so you really get to the situation where we have this two billion dollar and as they called it industry changing deal. It was going to you know revolutionize the industry and kind everything, of and that falls through. And what I take away from that as an onlooker is that this has been the embracer group the entire time Mm -hmm. of it is Lars on the front of the train, laying the track as it goes. And finally something happened where you drop the rail and now we're doing this. And now it's going to become painfully obvious that they need to put more track down. But now the people who wanted to work with them for the tracks before don't want to work. And that's where this entire thing combusts.
0: I mean, we've seen this before in different industries, Uh, maybe not to this scale and this uh, much of an international endeavor. But when you look at, what they they did, and especially when it seems like the strategy is clearly becoming here, everything you're saying felt inevitable from the beginning. But what didn't feel inevitable to me was things like Lord of the Rings and Tomb Raider. Like, them getting the big ones, some big guns in video games, with uh, Tomb Raider being a video game first franchise, Lord of the Rings having many, many storied entries in video games, uh, hits and misses, but they had major, major wins over the years. It is pretty clear that they just have spent the last decade or whatever however long they've been around kind of proving to investors look, we make games there's a lot of stuff going on like the money 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 games
1: is the biggest video games is bigger than the movie and entertainment industry combined and yep. the there's money there's money in these it's hills. all true
0: all of that but then it's like cool now that you have that it's like cool they buy and invest in the the bigger stuff and then let the smaller stuff die or change or whatever it is and it's like yeah this is mismanagement 101 all of this but I, I do feel like we all saw this coming, and I think that it's pretty clear as day, but when you're talking to somebody that's not looking into this and doesn't understand the industry and just understands sure. money and moving money around games to make money. more money. These
1: people are making a lot of games. Yep. We're not sitting there going like, well, no, certain games make a lot of money. Exactly. So that's
0: where we're at now, and it's like, yeah, 17,000 people, and can you imagine, Greg?
1: They, if, can you imagine, Greg? Pause really you yes. said seventeen thousand. I do want to get a c two of your wrongs in here uh while we are live. Mr. Hawks claims that I, I, I might have uh put the wrong word somewhere. They're not laying off 17,0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They employ seventeen. Yeah. I'm just making sure if you heard that you understand. They employ seventeen thousand people. We don't know how many they're laying off. And then kebabs points out Battle for Bikini Bottom was a remake, not a remaster. Thank you. That's it.
0: There we go. Um of that seventeen thousand people. Let's not even talk about embracing for a second. Imagine working in video games right now, whether it's media, whether it's development, publishing, any which way, and waking up every morning scared that it might be the day you're laid off, that it might be the day your friends are. Laid
1: you off. only have to worry about this through March 2024 as the many phases roll out. If you want to get even, again, great reporting by Nicole to boil down a very complicated story. I went and read uh, Lars Wingfort's uh, actual uh, e- uh, e- email. I want to say, but the letter he put up, the open letter. I want to read these two paragraphs that came back to back in it, right? It is painful to see talented team members leave. Our people are what make up the very fabric of Embracer. I understand and respect that. Many of you will be worried about your own position, and I don't have all the answers to all the questions. I want to be clear that the decisions about this program were not taken lightly. So again, to your point, always, you're one of these studios. Your game isn't announced, even though I'll tell you right now. As a student of the game, even if your game's announced, you are not safe. Yeah. No one is safe right now on what this is going to be. You know, anyways, then it goes to this. this is in, these are sequential. I am asking all our managers to lead and act with compassion, respect, and integrity. Throughout each phase and wherever possible, we will work to ensure that affected team members receive information first. Where we can, we will try to provide opportunities for our colleagues to transition onto other projects. It's important to note, that while we are removing roles in some companies, we will continue to hire in others. We know, understand, and respect that this is a challenging time for every person impacted. For me, communication and transparency are key, but it's also an increasingly difficult challenge in matters such as this program. All of that is true. Here's the, the
0: other thing that's true, though, Greg. They're not going to find out first from them. It's going to find out from a leaked email. Jason We've fucking Trier Jason is going to have
1: a news report on it and it's get told something, happen. and somebody's talking to Lars, or they're lo- targeting this, and yada, yada, yada. So, and so, that's not me being mad at Jason. No, no, not at all. Jason, it's just, it's Jason mad, fucking it, Trier, the at, fucking man.
0: This, this whole fucking thing, it's like, yeah. this is how this is going. But like to, to what I was getting at here is like, the whole entire games industry right now wakes up every morning scared that they might that today might be the day. Yeah. There are now 17,000 people that not just might be scared, are scared because they know... That it's going to happen to them. I have friends over at Microsoft, and a similar thing happened a couple uh, months back where they were just like, by a certain date, Microsoft's going to be laying off X amount of people. But we're not saying who yet. We don't know yet. Whatever. We're just preparing everybody because that's how money works and stockholders and all that stuff. Guess what? My friends are terrified. They ended up being fine, I think, for now. I don't fucking know. But it's like talking to them, it's like there's this fear of God. That is not a good working environment for anybody. That's not a good lifestyle for anybody. And it's because people are mismanaging from every single step of the way. If you're going to get acquired, if you're going to acquire somebody like, I don't know. I just feel like you need to kind of have that on your conscious of what you're doing. Like how many people you're affecting and then the the decisions you made. And like what, what pisses me off. Sorry, let me go off for one second, Greg, because I want to be everybody. Tim's
1: going off. Give him the
0: one, Kev. I just feel like it is. And I say this as a business owner. It is your responsibility to take care of your team and to make sure that every single addition you make to your team is somebody that you have on your shoulders, that you are looking out for, that you are going to make sure they're going to be okay. And if things are bad, you got to figure things out. you got to figure things out. It stresses me the fuck out, but I fucking do it. I understand that we are 11 people. I understand that they are 17,000 people. We're never going to be 17,000 people. We also don't make video games. I get that there's a lot of differences, but the point remains... The moment you're looking at people as numbers and pawns, which I think, I imagine, and I could be wrong about this, the people we're talking about from day one were looking at it that way. That's how you get to this bloat. And then you sell to make money and you to do all this stuff. It's disgusting, it's nasty, and it's human beings being treated as numbers. That is inevitable when you get to these things and now all of a sudden when a ton of people do that and they're all just selling to each other in this acquisition hellscape that we're in, It all ends up poorly. Acquisitions could be a good thing. Different teams acquiring each other, working together to make better products, to fill gaps and fill holes. But those acquisitions need to be made with the same intent as when we hire employees. We're going to acquire you and take care of you. We're going to fill these gaps. There might be some redundancies and you got to look into that and figure that out. Life isn't perfect. There's always going to be some issues with that stuff. But it feels like there's no regard for that at
1: all. You nail it. I think, you know, this is the end product of gluttony and greed. That was the idea here, right? I'm sure as Embracer starts to acquire more and more companies, you get more and more people interested in wanting to work, and you have this thing, and you can go and you can pitch people of like, hey we're gonna you know make all these lord of the ring we're gonna buy this license and then spread it over these things and it'll make sense because we can have a lord of the rings game every quarter in in 2025 or something right or whatever you want to spread it out to uh to remind you uh, in terms of the parent groups uh, and I'll go in and then into some of the games or companies I should say they own. You have Amplifier Game Invest, uh, CDE Entertainment, which is Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal. Uh, you have Coffee Stain Holdings, which of course is Coffee Stain. You have Gearbox Entertainment, of course, Gearbox Software in there along with all the other Gearbox studios. You have Play On, of course, Play On, another one that's like. Deep Silver, it has a whole bunch of different people in here. Vertigo Games, you can get into all sorts of stuff there. Warhorse Studios. Then you have the Sabre Group, which is Aspire, which is Sabre itself, with Sabre Interactive, which is Sandbox Strategies, which is a PR firm, which is yeah, Tripwire Interactive, Zen Studios. Then there's THQ Nordic, of course, which is you dial into what they all do, right? There's a whole bunch of stuff under them that you have seen games from. Pow Wow Entertainment, Rainbow Studios. Then, of course, there's Mobile Games, DECA Games, uh, Easy Brain. Then the tabletop thing we're talking about, Modi. Then, of course, entertainment services. They have Dark Horse Media, which is Dark Horse Comics. And then also Embracer Free Mode, which I'm not familiar with, but has stuff like Quantic Lab under it and things to that nature. So it's like back to it of like this is going to get so much worse. Like this is the announcement that something's coming. And then even Lars to be – and it's like to remove ourselves from this is the product of greed and this and that, the other thing, blah, 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 like – I do, and I, uh, I'm about to give credit that I, I don't understand business and I understand financial calls and other things. Their hand obviously was forced by the financial call falling through, right? Because it, it fell through the night before their earnings call. Mm-hmm. So he had to come out and he had to take it on the chain. He had to do this stuff. I assume to some degree you have to do that here as well. But I do appreciate to a degree, as shitty as it is, also saying like, listen, I know you're worried. I don't know what to tell you. Like that's a shitty response, but it's an honest response. So it's like at least like, it's
0: not a lie. You're right. At least it's not a lie.
1: It's like I, you know, I mean, like I don't, and I don't know what to do with that information. Again, you nailed everything of how we got here and why people should be mad and why uh, I'd be terrified if I was working these places. But again, like it's what I said when we read the article. I was like, layoffs will be coming. Studio closure will be coming. Now we're here, and again, I think you can't take their word at all. So to be like, oh well, the, an announced game is. And now this game's fine. If you're floundering here and you are going to exploit Middle Earth, the first thing I would do is, well, what, what can we sell what, that matters? And I would look to Crystal Amex and I would look to Tomb Raider and I would talk to, I guess, a PlayStation and EA or whoever has deep pockets to get into that kind of thing and go. I would talk, like, Gearbox obviously has Gearbox Publishing as well, but Gearbox is Borderlands. Borderlands is an IP that carries value, but Borderlands is a game that comes out We're lucky, you know what I mean. Every seven years now, every six years, it's like you got to go in there. And if you're trying to make dollars and cents right now, you do that. Of course, you risk. Hey, man, don't sell the Golden Goose. Don't sell the thing that could actually save you. And you could close all these other studios that we are like. I don't know what they make or some double A game, maybe, even like smaller games that aren't just good. Like, there's a million ways to slice this. But I think if they're talking about exploiting Middle Earth, then I think they're going to probably end up sticking to that because they think there's money in those hills. Mm -hmm. And again, when they find out how hard it is to make games that are good and how long it takes and how much money it takes to invest in these things. Let's see how, how,
0: what the story is when um, there's three more Golems, you know? Yep. And like, again, that's not talking shit about the devs. It's talking shit about the people running everything that gets to the point that Gollum is made. And we're literally talking about this right here. It's not just a hypothetical of like, Oh, it might be. It's like, no, this is what we're talking about. That's the scariest bit of all this is them doubling down on that. I don't expect we're going to get shadow of Mordor from this. Greg,
1: No, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And that's what's, I, it's not that I, I found it hard to believe in what Embracer Group was trying to do when they were doing it. And now that, again, the train is teetering and tottering here, I'm not like, well... They're going to drop all this weight and then be this redemption story.
0: And and I do, because uh, we're, we're getting real negative on this in a lot of ways. I want to explicitly point out how many amazing people are there, like good people that 100%. are really affected by this. And like people that are to no choice of their own in any way. Crystal Dynamics. How many people do we know at Crystal Dynamics that are now part of this conversation? Like that's so damn unfortunate that that's just how this works because it is now being part of this thing that we look at as like people that just simply do not get video games. They only understand money and and then fucking things around. Spreadsheets. This is the same group that two years ago, I think it was, during Summer Game Fest, put out that showcase. Yeah. Potentially the worst showcase in the history of video games. Yeah. That's how much they understand
1: games. Yeah. It's going to be... I don't want to say, fa- I guess it'll be fascinating, but again, like even as we sit here and go, man, now we are waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I shouldn't even say the other shoe because it will be the other shoes. It will be a slow drip over the next year because I don't even believe it'll stop in March 2024 over the next year of studios getting layoffs and clothes and all this stuff. And it's not a good time for that. But again, this is the repercussion of betting big on something and not understanding maybe what you're buying or what exactly you're doing. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we have been along in the tooth, so I'll tell you right now about Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunny. Over on Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunny, you help us stay independent and not be uh, bought up by some big conglomerate. And of course, you can get the shows ad-free. Of course, I thought Mike, you have the day off. Why are you here? God fucking damn it. Uh, (laughs) You go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. You, of course, can get all the episodes ad-free of Kind of Funny Games Daily. You can get every podcast ad-free. You can watch us record the podcast live as we record them a day early before anybody else. You can get dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes all over the like Kind of Feudy, Gregway, you name it. It's all up on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But most important for right now, you can go there to get Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. But since you're not there, here's a word from our sponsor.
0: This episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases, and you can find all of them on Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. I hope that you've found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place you want to be. Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest, because guess what? This summer, there's going to be even more exciting announcements coming through of so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like Final Fantasy 16, Armored Core 6, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, Exo Primal, Assassin's Creed Mirage. (gasps) The list goes on and on. You can go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre-order or you can go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year again that's amazon.com slash summer game fest for all of your video game needs today's episode is sponsored by paypal honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer but did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it that means if you go to add it on your laptop or iphone right now you could be done before the ad read is even over you know how good it feels to check something off of your to-do list so hey Let's get to check-in. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites out there, and when you check out, the Honey button appears, and all that you have to do is click Apply Coupon. Kind of Funny's been using Honey for years. It's literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, food, costumes, ton of stuff. Uh, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone, and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda funny. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you might not even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money, and it can help you too. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finance in one place and it automatically can help categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time stop throwing your money away cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny rocket money kind of (laughs) funny
1: As we warned you when we went live, the Xbox Extended Showcase is happening uh, against us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said we would cover some of the break. You said you wanted some Hi-Fi Rush stuff, and apparently a, a Hi-Fi Rush update trailer has happened. We're going to do a live reaction right now really excited. as Kevin preps that, and we get in here. Prepped. It's what? Prepped. It's prepped. Let's We're do ready. it. Let's go. Let's go. That's Greg. The Hi-Fi Rush. New Arcade Challenge Update. Two new game modes. Power up, tower up, and BPM rush. You want a turbo mode? BPM rush. Oh wow. The he then needs to crank up the beat higher and higher. Oh, that's kind of cool. Power up, tower up. What Chai is downgraded. A new rhythm tower appears. Power up, tower up. Restore Chai's abilities while keeping the beat alive. Mega-tough new enemies join the fray. Uh, beat challenges to unlock rewards. Uh, call Cinnamon or Smidge into battle. I don't know what that guy's name is, C-M-N-N. Uh, it's the plus back. new accessories, chive t-shirts, 808 looks, stickers. <laughs> Coming soon, advance notice this time. <laughs> all action, all awesome. Game. This is... oh no oh,
0: yeah. cel-shaded look there coming july 5th july 5th cool arcade challenge update this this is the uh Play lowest down with game pass of what i wanted i was talking a lot about this on our predictions episode where uh, i didn't think we would ever going to get any um type of yeah ad- additional content for this game but i was like if we do i hope it's not just here, here's some bonus modes and stuff i was hoping it was going to be another here's a chapter with a big boss and stuff so a little let down by this, but very excited that this game is being supported anymore. Can't wait for a sequel. I absolutely love this game. And I feel like in any other year, this would be probably like my like, top three game of the year. I feel like now that it's, it's slowly getting bumped down, it's still going to be in that what top 10, but it's just because this year's so good. Year if you haven't played High Bar Rush, games. you have to give it a shot. It is so unique. So fantastic. It's on Game Pass. So good. And I love that Xbox has a game like this because it's very different than anything that they
1: have. Uh, Number two on the Roper Report, we are not going to waste much time on. The FTC is looking to block the Blizzard-Microsoft transaction. This is Jordan Novett and Lauren Feiner over at CNBC. Uh, The Federal Trade Commission on Monday applied for a temporary restraining order and preliminary injunction seeking to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard before the deal's July 18th deadline. The FTC said it fears that should Microsoft be allowed to buy Activision, Microsoft would have the power to quote-unquote withhold or degrade Activision's gaming products through price game quality experience on competitors offerings uh, blah 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 there you go all right we keep it's going to keep getting pushed around and eventually it'll happen or it won't happen but there you go right yeah we have
0: anything left to say about this no we don't it seems like it's getting closer there's a date there's a deadline but even that deadline's just uh, if not by this then something else happens let's
1: get to some fun stuff then number three i wanted to say random sgf tidbits but i said ransom (laughs) rg i'm not holding anyone for ransom uh since we've been gone uh, of course, we've been live reacting. We've been in L.A. playing video games. We've been covering video games, but not in a kind of funny games daily sense. I assume you caught all the other coverage. Otherwise, this show would be three hours long as we try mm-hmm. to recap everything. But since we even talked about the live reaction stuff, there's been these kind of tidbits. Like, Starfield will be locked at 30 frames per second on both Xbox consoles. 4K, Siri, 4, I'm sorry, 4K for Series X. Uh, 1440p for Series S. Tim, do you care? Yes, I do care. I think this is good.
0: I think, oh. I think that them coming out and being like, this is what it's going to be is a great thing. I think they've made some missteps in being like 4K60 and like advertising that sure. way. I mean, Redfall, lest I bring up. You get it. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? But no, this is great. Get out there. Get ahead of it. Like, I think that there's a, a lot being said that I imagine we're getting into here. Um, but actually, maybe not. But them
1: saying that uh, this. Do you want that question? I thought we were, I thought we already kind of answered. I can pop back, pop back in for you. Oh, boop, I, I
0: no, I don't know what's going on here, but they, they did say in, in the <laughs> same interview, I, I saw a, a clip from, uh, from Jeff Grubb and Giant Bomb and all that. That um, it was Phil Spencer, I think it was Phil Spencer, saying that, um, that at this current moment that, this, that Starfield would ship with less bugs than any previous Bethesda game. Nice. Right? And all of that is big words for sure, but I think that it's building a narrative for what this game is. People expecting this on, this, on hardware that came out when it did at the price market did to be hitting 4k 60 for this type of game. It's utterly ridiculous. And I understand people might get upset about how the box is marketed. When I look at my PS five box and it says eight K on that thing. It's like you motherfuckers that sucks, but kind of getting ahead of it. Not it's going to be 30. Good, good for them. Let's hope it hits it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, that game looked positively incredible. Uh, And I liked what I saw from how it played there. And I, we were talking about it, like what we're seeing and where we're seeing it from, I don't care in this instance. This isn't what it is for me. So, I'm all about that. Uh, another tidbit for you is that Persona 3 Reloaded, a uh, reload, uh is going to have an the new English dub. They're going to have a new voice cast. Uh it looks like it's going to be the entire thing. It wasn't an official announcement. It was just the the uh new voice actors putting up their little cards. So, that's cool if you're a Persona person, like uh Barrett was when he put this in here. And then your other tidbit is that Elder Scrolls 6 might be Todd Howard's last Elder Scrolls i I don't buy it it's from the ign interview though the quote goes uh that is one where dot 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 i probably shouldn't say this but if i do the math i'm not getting any younger how long do people play elder scrolls for that may be the last one i do i don't know end quote todd howard will be making elder scrolls till he dies don't worry about it you'll get another elder scrolls from todd howard uh this started on my sgf tidbit news but has has since Bopped out here to number four on upper Report. Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty will add a new ending to the base game. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty expansion adds a whole new ending to the base game when it launches this September. Game director Gabe... Amantelego uh, told WCCF Tech that while Phantom Liberty itself has multiple endings and narrative paths to choose from, making certain decisions within it can cause a sixth mainline ending in Cyberpunk 2077. It has quote unquote different endings based on how things play out, he said. Quote. Then, based on the ending within Phantom Liberty, you can unlock a new ending in the base game. This ending quote has to do with your new relationships and characters and situations. End quotes. He added uh, to this in an IGN interview as part of Summer Summer of Gaming. Quote, as the trailer shows, Songbird brings you in with the promise of being able to hand your issue with the rel- handle your issue with the relic. It will affect outcomes in the base game, and the story of Phantom Liberty within itself has multiple different variations of endings, end quote.
0: Hell yeah, man. I, I'm i so happy that this is happening, that they were getting this redemption story. like We've seen it only a handful of times. Yeah. It sucks that it started where it was like unacceptable but look phantom liberty everything we've heard sounds like glowing
1: i'm stoked for it man it, i really was the closer we got to this like i was playing uh diablo with jen last night and i went over on my main ps4 and started downloading cyberpunk again because i got to get in there and get my sea legs back and see where i left my character and i know transmog has been added and yada, yada yada there's a million things i want to do to get ready for uh uh cyber liberty no no phantom liberty to get in there and go for it so and everybody liked what they played so that's great
0: And the chat saying Paris Lily is on the Xbox Showcase right now. Congratulations to our boy!
1: And so, since Paris Lily is on the Xbox Showcase right now, I will welcome all the people who clicked over from that who did not want to see Paris. I thank you and I respect you for being part of my team. Uh, Number five on the Roper Report is SGF. Good news, it's gonna return. Jeff Keighley tweeted, one of those weird third-person tweets he does, after a record-setting 2023, we are excited to share some news. Summer Game Fest will return in June 2024, including our live showcase event hosted by Jeff Keighley and hashtag Summer Game Fest playdays from IM8Bit. Stay tuned for more details in the coming months.
0: Hell yeah! yes, man. There was always something excited of walking out of E3 and seeing that big banner of E3 will return with the new dates. It was just like, oh, we'll be back. This was the best and worst week of my life and i can't wait to do it again next year <laughs> this is different though man like i i am I, i've said this a thousand times this week my soul feels rejuvenated this week from summer games fest yeah. man I, I i feel just filled with with passion and and excitement and energy to be around everybody to play all these games to be able to talk to everyone that i did and jeff and i Am8Bit did i think a bang up job i could not be more impressed with what the play days event was and what how condensed this entire week was. Sure, every showcase might not have had what we were looking for this, that, or the other. Yeah, yeah. I think that, but that excitement easily, being there for us. easily, this was the most easily digestible um, summer gaming week that we have ever had. And I really commend that. And I think that it was a, a, a very enjoyable uh, event that was well-paced and well-executed in terms of us being able to cover it comfortably. Yeah. Um, and I we're not alone talking to so many people. There's so many different media outlets. They felt the same, that this one was different. So congratulations to the teams over there.
1: Very stoked about that. Uh, great job, Jeff. Congratulations on another fantastic one. Tell me how the flash was. Number six on the Roper Report. Pragmata has been delayed. This came from the terrible Capcom showcase that you can watch us cry through on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, there was a trailer that got us all excited that there's finally something happening, and then it was just a little thing saying the game's delayed. It was accompanied then with the following statement over on the show that was then tweeted out as well. To all our expectant fans, it is with a heavy heart that we must further postpone the release of Pragmata. Our team is currently hard at work making the best game we, that we possibly can, but we need more time. We will continue to do our best to ensure that the final product is one that is worthy of your patience. Thank you for your continued support, the Pragmata development team.
0: Go get them. This continues to be one of those unicorn games. We'll see it one day. I hope that it's awesome. I really think that Capcom are in a great era right now. They've returned. They're putting out hit after hit after hit. Couple dud, couple dud here and there, but yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Hit after hit after hit, and I think that uh, new IP, I think they still got it in them. Like I feel like a lot of their hits recently have been the Monster Hunters, the Resident Evils, um, things like that, I, and St- Street Fighter. Uh, known quantities, but getting something new out there. I, I love that Capcom is uh, a big enough has more enough teams and enough talent to be able to try different things, and I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for everybody in the video game industry,
1: mm-hmm. even Embracer group. Uh, number 7 on the Roper report is a fun little thing uh, that we can run through here from GameSpot, Darren has the report that Titanfall 3 was 10 months into development when it was cancelled mm. Re- it, but it's actually like a, it's I, it sounds bad and I guess I'm like, they decided to cancel it on their own because they're like oh man Apex is going to be great, I, th- I like this mm. this is actually a very interesting look at the video game development which is why even in a long show I want to read everything put in here Respawn Entertainment was hard at work on Titanfall 3 for 10 months before the project was canceled so that efforts could be focused on Apex Legends, a former developer at the studio has claimed. Speaking to the Burnett Network, no, the Burnett Work? speaking to the Burnett Work? Oh, I get what it is. Guys, probably Burnett and then the Network. Burnett Work. That's clever. Mm. Uh, Former Titanfall and Call of Duty designer Mohamed Alavi uh, said that the game was well into development before Respawn pulled the plug on it. Quote, Titanfall 2 came out, did what it did, and we were like, okay, we're going to make Titanfall 3, Alavi said. Uh, This is via PC Games then. Quote, we worked on Titanfall 3 for 10 months in earnest. We had the tech for it and multiple missions going, but I'll make this clear. It was incrementally better. It wasn't revolutionary, end quote. Alavi added that in the end, a combination of the multiplayer team struggling to make the multiplayer mode accessible and the Battle Royale genre finding explosive success pushed Respawn to enter that genre. A prototype was made, company-wide interest was ignited, and the studio began working on Apex Legends. Quote, We came back from break, and we talked about it, and we were like, we need to pivot. We literally canceled Titanfall 3 ourselves because, because we're like, We can make this game and it'll be Titanfall 2 plus a little bit better, or we can make this thing, which is clearly amazing, end quote. Respawn's decision eventually led to the rise of one of the most popular battle royale games on the block, as Apex Legends has been a mainstay in the genre since it first launched in 2019. Titanfall fans still regularly have called for Titanfall 3 uh, to be put into production, but between its work with an upcoming Star Wars FPS, that's reportedly inspired by Dark Forces, supervision of another Star Wars game at EA, and continuous development on Apex Legends, Respawn has had its hands busy.
0: Being a Star Wars fan and a video game fan is real good right now. So Greg. Oh, good, yeah. My Being God. a Titanfall Outlaws? fan
1: little less so. Um, yeah, but I'm a Titanfall fan. Like, yeah. I love Titanfall 1. I made Alfredo train me in first-person mm-hmm, shooters. Mm-hmm. I was all about that game. And I don't get me wrong, loved Titanfall 2, but I don't think it hits the same way for me as Titanfall 1 did in terms of just being a multiplayer, this one's what it's going to be. And for me, more than anything, it's the fact that I love this look into development of like, yo, we are working on something, and we know it is not great. It is better, but it's not astounding. What, this thing we just prototyped is awesome. It wouldn't be, And they chase that. That's a great story. Oh, it's a great
0: story. But the thing is, Titanfall 1 versus Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2, that campaign.
1: Oh, my God. The fucking campaign. Who fucking cares, fucking cares about campaigns in first-person no, I do. Well, buy more so and play much. more, then. You know but, what the, I mean? but that's
0: the thing, though. Titanfall 2 was so damn good. I'm still hopeful with all of this. Going right off of what I was saying about Capcom, I can say the same thing about EA. I can definitely say it about Respawn. Look at them. We talk about Respawn the same way we talk about Insomniac, where, damn, they're putting things out, and they're super high quality. Everybody loved Titanfall 2 that played it. Everybody's loving Apex Legends. I feel like at the end of the day, the delays... The delayed timeline is going to happen because of all this, but I think it benefits them and it will end up making a revolutionary Titanfall 3 whenever it does come out because the money's coming in from Apex and it's money coming yeah. in for a game yeah. that's actually high quality, that actually has a player base that wants to play that game. It's not the microtransactions of Battlefront 2 or things like that. It is really high quality experience that is being monetized correctly. For the most part, there's always going to be missteps, but overall, I think Apex is a shining example of. Everything working together in synergy to be a good experience and make money for people.
1: And getting there at the right moment. Yep. all. Uh, how many times have we seen people try to get to Battle Royale now? Nah, and it's like, dude, it's, it's the, the pool is full. Yeah. You got to go yep. somewhere
0: else. And Apex has its side of the pool. Like, it's there. I think all this leads to eventually getting a Titanfall 3 that is freaking awesome. I just don't think it's going to be anytime soon because we are getting all these other games. that
1: are really exciting. I think a Titanfall 3, I don't know, man. I mean, never say never in the video game industry, and obviously like a decade from now they do it. you're wrong, Greg. That's a different story, I guess. But like, I feel like you're, it's the same people who want more resistance. Like, I don't I, know. I, I don't, don't think know, it man. is
0: at all. I think it's different, especially because it's Respawn, and Respawn has only gotten bigger and cooler. Like, it means more and more and more, and like the people that were rocking there from the beginning, the, the I told you so motherfuckers, they're going to show up. Yeah. I think it'd be more than a um, uh,
1: Mirror's Edge. Okay. I digress sequels are pretty popular as the number eight and final news story tells you diablo 4 earns more than 666 million in sales in the first five days setting a new blizzard record uh blizzard entertainment's fastest selling game of all time blazed past 666 million in sales in less than a week since its june 6th launch exceeding the worldwide box office of all horror movies released in 2023 combined if Diablo okay. 4 were a movie, it would have had it would have had the biggest launch week of 2023. They also put out a bunch of fun little stats on there. Uh so far a combined combined hours played has been 276 million. 276 million combined hours played for the week one. Uh, The other one I liked was of course they're doing that race to 100 for hardcore players. 163 people have already hit level 100 on hardcore. The most popular class is Sorcerer, which we already knew. Uh, Deaths by the Butcher are around uh, just uh, we'll say 5.8 million uh, players killed in PvP, only 429,792. Just some great, awesome stats there. Because God, I'll tell you what, Tim, Summer Game Fest, an amazing time. Jeff Keeley, thank you so much. Just we we uh, just thank you. It's amazing. But even then, I'm like, man, I wish I was playing Diablo. Man, yeah. I wish. And Me and Jen got to get back to Diablo last night, and God, it felt good. After we're doing the, we're doing the WWE stream here, where I'm unlocking my character. After that, we're playing Diablo here. Oh, yeah, it's a good day to be Greg. Uh, but Tim, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see if we ever see Titanfall three. But that day's so far away, if it's ever coming. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed
0: by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday yeah
1: out Today, and I'm playing fast and loose because some of these things happened like yesterday, and we've been all over the place. Uh, Noble tweets, uh, McDonald's released a new Game Boy Color game yesterday. You can play Grimace's Birthday in the browser, or you download the ROM and play it in an emulator at grimacesbirthday.com. Love this,
0: super cool, weird. super weird. When you think purple, you think of two things, Greg Miller. You think of Grimace, and you think, of course, of the Game Boy Color right. match made in heaven.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Vampire Survivors 1.5 update is out, Dead by Daylight's chapter uh and transmission is out. GTA Online San Andreas Mercenaries update is out. Uh Dordagun, Dorgon, Dordog any. door? it's it's that game that I like that's got the watercolor and you're you're a lady who relives her childhood. I talk about it every time it pops up. I'm always stoked about it. It's out everywhere today. D O R D O G N E. I'm super I hold on, Dordanya. is what the singer bro says and we'll go with that. Uh door Donya is out. Uh okay. I've thought it has looked amazing since we saw it at the first i don't want to say nintendo showcase but it's at, on everything uh, i have not had a chance to start it because of course they are launching at a very terrible time to get to a new game uh dan maku unlimited three is on all the playstations uh, oblivion override is on pc the asus rog ally rog rog ally yes
0: dude love seeing this thing out in the wild love seeing more handheld uh gaming computers like, yeah. like i'm just i'm very excited I'm still waiting for that oled though baby we're getting closer
1: getting closer it right? does the screen looked great i got to use NDP. arthur geese uh, ally it was really good uh great hill is on great hill incident is on ps5 and xbox today dead island 2 has some dlc today but it was a very confusing press release metal hellsinger essential hit pack launches today and then the final fantasy 16 demo is out tim do you recommend people play it 1000
0: percent man i can't believe i mean I, I can't believe they put out the demo square it normally does but i can't believe people are going to be able to play what i played yeah. it is so good it is so damn good Prepare for a lot of cutscenes. Prepare for a lot of story heavy stuff and dialogue. And dialogue's good. The story's good. The cutscenes are good. The gameplay is so good. Everyone go download this right now.
1: New dates for you Gord launches August 8th on PC and consoles. And then cross platform play for the King of Fighters 15 and free DLC character Gonitz is available June 20th. Of course, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go. TheKindOfFunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, Timmy buddy says we didn't screw it up, but uh, I'm out today from... Well, I guess he's saying we did screw it up. We missed it out today. Disney Speedstorm Season 2 update, which is Toy Story, is out today. So we got that going. Congratulations, Toy Story fans. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we come to you with the nerdy news you need to know about in the video game world. Uh, you still have a week, even though I have no idea what day it is. It's still a work week for a normal one for most of you. Uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, it's going to be Blessing and me. Thursday, it's going to be Tim and a very. Special guest, yes. unless something horrible happens. Yeah,
0: we can't confirm right now because the, the, a lot of things can happen in the world. But if it happens, it's gonna be awesome.
1: And then Friday it is Tim and me to close out your week. Uh, remember, of course, Kind of Funny Games daily comes to you each and every weekday. You can watch it live on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games. You can watch it later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can watch it live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games too. No matter where you get the show, thank you for supporting it. It means a lot to us. Uh, when we're done, we usually do these little post shows where we sit there and go through the YouTube super chats. But that's only on the YouTube video. Or the live stream if you're watching. Because, of course, you can get games daily on podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and say, hey, you did a good job. Also, you like us so much, why not go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can toss us a few bucks, get each and every episode of the show ad-free. Uh, of course, you could get a bevy of bonus content. You could get all sorts of cool things like the Daily Gregways. You could get merch sometimes. You can watch the podcast before they go anywhere. are going live. It's a great time. They're doing a live podcast today. They won't tell me what it's about. I don't know what's happening. Patreon will know, though. (laughs) Um... I did all that stuff. I nailed all that stuff. Crushed that. That was great. Remember, if you're watching live right now, we'll do the little post show, I believe. No, and no, we're not doing it. We're that. not doing the post show. No. Mike screwed me up when Mike came in. That's know, what threw sorry, me off. Sorry, sorry. We're not doing it. Great. There's no post show today because we gave all the Summer Game Fest kids the day off. So instead, I'm going to go straight into the lab, and me and Nick are going to play WWE 2K23, where I'm going to unlock myself in the uh, the my faction mode. Congratulations,
0: Greg. I you. know I've told you a million times, but tell you on content. Lifelong this is dream. awesome. Lifelong so dream. freaking cool.
1: Yeah. We're going to unlock me, and then we're going to play the we're going to hang out in there all afternoon before you get a kind of funny podcast that they won't tell us about on patreon.com slash kind of funny i think i got all of it if you want to watch that stream later of course it's on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and you have a good time uh i've had a lot of fun with you tim Mm -hmm. it's been fantastic Mm -hmm. thank you to all the patrons thank you to all the sponsors thanks to everybody who's done it remember of course we couldn't do this without amazon gaming and summer game fest Thank you for partnering us with showcase season go to amazon.com slash summer game fest all summer long and discover the top new and upcoming games Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.